And we're going to have a special guest today, Thomas Lasik from Australia, where it is 1 a.m. in the morning, his time. And we'll be uh, saying hello to him in just a second. Before that, I want to tell you a little bit about our show. Each week at this same time, we gather to discuss the technology tools and issues. Our weekly broadcast consists of a one-hour session that is recorded. The link to the full video, audio recording, and chat log will be posted to our Classroom 2.0 live site at httplive.classroom2.0.com. The topic each week is posted on the Classroom 2.0 live site, and we prepare that in advance with links so that you can bring links, ideas, and tools that you might want to share along with the newbie question of the week. We also have an open mic time so that you can share new discoveries or highlights from your previous week. And at the end of the show, we hope that you'll share your highlight with us. So be thinking of something that you'd like to share. Or if you have a question about the top, this show's topic, we hope that you'll join in and ask that question. Before we begin today, I'd like to review some of the Illuminate features in case you've never been to a session in Illuminate before. We're going to be asking some polling questions today. And to cast the vote, you'll be using your green X or the red check up in the menu bar. And I'll show you more about that screen in just a bit. Um, below the participant window is a, green, is a hand with a green arrow on it. And that is if you wanted to speak or ask a question, you would click that button to raise your hand. And then we would activate the microphone for you to do so at that point in the show. There are also two emoticons next to that, the applause symbol and the thumbs down symbol that you can use. And in the far right is a blue door. If you need to step away from your computer, please click on the blue door and we'll know that you're not available at that time. Below those symbols is the chat window. If you'd like to send a message to the room, you would type your message and click the send button. To send to this room, make sure this room is visible. If you wanted to send a message to a specific person or to the moderators, use the drop down arrow to make your selection. Moderators are able to see all private messages throughout the session, so keep that in mind when you're sending messages that the private messages do not show up in the chat log. In the bottom right is the button to activate your microphone. Click the mic to be button to begin speaking. And be sure to click the mic button when you're finished speaking to deactivate your mic. If you cannot see all of the windows or see the chat or the whiteboard and you'd like to resize the different windows, you can do so. Click on View in the top menu. The layout is locked, and you may need to click on the Layout Locked option to unlock this feature. You can then select the desired layouts as shown on the right, or drag out the individual windows to resize them to fit your screen or your preferences. In a moment, we'll be using the whiteboard tools to indicate our location. The tool that we'll be using is called the Laser Pointer. And it's the blue wand with the red sunburst kind of dial at the end. So right now, if you will please click on that laser pointer and then click on the location in the world map. 
you may need to uh, drag the little point over to the right because sometimes it um, sends it to the left just a little bit. And as you can see, we have several continents, several states represented, um, Europe, Australia, of course, with our special guest, Thomas. And it's so great that you've joined us today to finish talking about Moodle, um, more Moodle mania today. And um, let's go ahead and move on to our first question. You'll notice at the top menu bar, there's a green check and the red X. That is where you'll vote in that menu bar. You won't be clicking on the screen to cast your vote. And the first question is, is Moodle available for you to use in your school district with students? If it is available to you and there is an install, then you will click the green check. If it's not available for you at the moment or if it's blocked, then you would click the red X in the top menu. So I'll give everybody a few seconds to go ahead and weigh in and vote. And then I'll show the results. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and publish, and it looks like about 34% say that it's not available currently, and about 49% say that it is. Um, so that's a big percentage that it is available, and there has been an install, and people are aware of using Moodle, and there's been a setup available for you. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to the next question. Have you ever embedded a video or an audio file in a Moodle setup for students? Click the green check if you have or the red X if you've not done that personally. And I'll give you a few seconds to vote. Okay, and it looks like about 50% of us in here have never done this yet, and about 32% have. So we have some uh, great experts and some newbies in this session, and I'm included in the newbies. And going on to our last poll today, do you create quizzes for students to take online within Moodle? If you do, please click the green check, and if you do not, click the red X. And I just saw a video about creating quizzes in Sloodle in Second Life, so that's going to be a great feature to investigate, too. So if you create quizzes in general on a Moodle setting, if you please click the green check or the red X for no, and I'll publish those results. And 51% said they have not, and 28% in the room do. So great representation of Moodle experts. 
And currently there are no fees associated unless somebody, um, a company or so, is hosting the Moodle for you. But to use Moodle, download Moodle, and install it, it's all open source and it's free. And now I'm going to pass the microphone to Warna, who is going to talk about why Moodle. Okay, thanks very much, Kim. We've always put in a session here about the, the newbie question, but we really don't have a specific newbie question. But I'd like to take a few minutes and talk about my experience and make the statement that we're all learners and, and teachers here. And if I talk a little bit about my pathway, those people who are teachers in the, in the session today, hopefully you're going to drop in some suggestions. And maybe Thomas, our guest, in a few minutes is going to address some of the things. But I thought I would throw this in, especially when I saw a professor there who hasn't used Moodle. And a couple of things that brought me to this discussion about Moodle is I was looking for the classroom blog environment. So I needed something that was a closed environment, and students and the teacher were allowed to collaborate together, and they were to interact with each other, and they were allowed to skill build together. And there's so many opportunities I, I, I saw um, for both students, parents, and teachers to be participants in, in this particular platform. But you know, on the way here, um, there was a lot of humps and hollows to get to the understanding point that I have today. I thank goodness Kim and Peggy are very, very patient, and, and they guide me in the direction of a resource. And so I, I'd like you to take that thought in your mind that this is a, a wonderful place to, to grab onto resources. And if you don't have your question answered today, um, we'll talk about how to make that happen. Um, one of the difficulties I found with the Moodle is because it's a closed environment, it's very difficult to find examples so that you can model on and say, oh, that's really good. Well, that's where I should have put, put that. So that, that's a bit of a, a hurdle to get over and master. And the next one for me specifically was Moodle has a language. I think every content management system or learning management system has their own, own, own terms for different parts of how the system all works together. So that was an, another hurdle to, to get over, is how am I going to learn the, this language? So again, you know, accessing the, the resources is a, is a great way to address some of those things. But then there was another hurdle. There's an overwhelming amount of information and resources available because the plus of Moodle is it is open source and has a tremendous source of um, support uh, my dog's barking now, lose my train of thought, um, to help you through. So it's taking me a few minutes personally to adjust to how do I decide on which of those great resources is actually going to work for me. So a lot of working with Moodle is trial and error, error to get from one place to the other. So, But here comes Miguel, who started off her first session with Moodle, and he had a wonderful opportunity to describe for us um, how it all works together. And, and not only that, he took the conversation with us after the session, took all the questions that weren't asked, answered, and, and Peggy organized them all for, for Miguel, and this wonderful conversation ensued. And that brought us to a conversation about Thomas. And because we had gone through a very technical explanation about Moodle and how it works, but we thought we sort of missed this piece about, OK, we, we've got all these tools together. We can sort of figure out where to um, 
plug and play with things, but how is somebody actually implementing them in a classroom? Because right, that's what I was looking for in the beginning: is a venue, is an opportunity, is a support mechanism to provide that learning experience not only for me but for my students and, and the parents. So this is kind of the the natural flow we're going with today's conversation. We're gone from the technical part of the nuts and bolts to how do we take that technical part and actually implement it and integrate it into my classroom. And I was so excited to hear that you can actually close, use this closed environment to blend or complement your regular classroom work. So I think at that, this point, I'm, I'm hoping that the, the learners and teachers are going to move through this. And I'm going to ask Peggy George to uh, take the microphone and introduce Thomas in his presentation today. Good morning, everyone. Almost forgot to click on my microphone. We are very excited to be able to continue this conversation about Moodle and ways that teachers can use Moodle in their classrooms with Thomas Lasik. Um, the hour that we had a couple of weeks ago with Miguel Gulen just flew by. And it was so clear that there were still lots to talk about. So we decided we should have Moodle part two. And when Miguel posted his wiki, to begin to answer some of the questions that we didn't have time to respond to during the show, one of the first people to respond was Thomas. And he immediately jumped in and began to provide some practical, helpful suggestions for ways to use Moodle in the classroom. So we knew immediately, based on Miguel's encouragement, that he was the person to lead our follow-up conversation. And he agreed to join us in spite of the time differences between the United States and Australia. Thomas is a teacher and an ICT coordinator at Belmont City College, which is a medium-sized public school in Perth, Western Australia. He has about 20 years' experience working with people young and old as a coach, a mentor, and a teacher. And you can already tell by comments he's dropped into the chat that he has a great sense of humor. And really, his mission is all about working with teachers and students to help them find the greatest motivation and ways to engage learning. And much of his work has involved the use of Moodles. So we asked Thomas to come on and share some of his very best Moodle suggestions and strategies for teachers and to guide us through some of the various tools and blocks and various things that they have on Moodle that might help you to do that in your own classroom. So thank you so much for joining us, Thomas. And I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Peggy. Uh, um, I hope you guys can hear me. Um, <laughs> what an introduction. I'm just a teacher. Um, first of all, thank you, Miguel, for uh, dobbing me in on this. Uh, I always enjoy talking to teachers. And thank you, of course, to Kim, Peggy, and Lorna for providing this resource. Um, I always enjoy talking to teachers, um, even though we sort of, teachers can be a very tough crowd because we sort of have this inbuilt DNA to sort of the pick and evaluate and judge. But um, I also know from sort of many years of working um, as a teacher and with teachers that we can be um, wonderfully honest and, and professional and, and really want to share and learn. And uh, I suppose which is why I'm here today. Uh, why we're here today. Um, now, I, I, I thought I'd give you just a bit of a tour of our school Moodle, um, but um, uh, it's through slides and offline rather than a live visit. Um, and there are a few 
big reasons for it, and one of them is privacy, and I hope you understand. Um, uh, but I do have a bit of a tour of, of, of um, what seems to be a, a, a bit of a walled garden quite often, um, as Lorna may have suggested in her opening speech, that, uh, that will give you a sense of how Moodle could perhaps work in your class or school to really um, support and extend teaching and learning. So I'm just going to go through some of the slides. I've analyzed some, and I'll use this wonderful magic wand, which I just immediately fell in love with. Okay, now I'm not sure how clear this is, and I'm just going to, aha, okay, here's how it works. Okay, like your laser pointer. Okay, um, well, we're just going to start from the, from the front, um, and I'll sort of take you through. This is the front page of our Moodle. Um, as I pointed out here, it's completely customizable. Uh, this is our techie head of play one afternoon and, and did it all himself, really. Um, and at our school, we publish all sorts of things um, on the front page. Um, um, I edit this and usually um, provide uh, something provocative for kids to kind of raise their attention. So this week, I'm saying, who needs a lump? I'll grow back if, if you smoke one, or so will your leg, and that sort of, so kids actually get to read it. Um, we have links to um, instant sort of sites. So, for, for example, Mathletics our School was involved. There's for teacher how to schedule a resource, uh, computer lab, that sort of thing. There's daily notices for students here. There's the humble me with that video uh, on TeacherTube that kids tease me about still. Um, and I'll explain some of these things as we go through. Okay. Um, and the modern part of the uh, of the home page of uh, Moodle. Uh, and by the way, this is by no means some superlative design. Uh, there are some fantastic school designs, school Moodle designs, but uh, we just haven't invested that much amount of time and effort in, um, in the design. Um, what you see here, I've already circled them for you, are the course categories. And this is really the heart of Moodle. Um, again, as I state, it's completely customizable. And this is where the courses hide inside. Okay, so for example, we've got them divided in science environment, that's other departments. And I'm not sure if you can zoom in, but um, it says the 2009 upper school, senior school. Uh, so we're going to look into that a little bit, um, a little bit more in depth, and I'm going to take you to one of my courses. Okay, this is some of my colleagues' courses. This is a Year 12 economics course, an Asian history course, uh, Year 11 geography, Year 11 history, and this is my little humble course, uh, philosophy and ethics. Um, and uh, we'll look at this one. As you can see, the teachers, you can see who's actually teaching uh, the particular course. And there's a little description of a course for the kids to kind of know straight away what the, um, what the course is about. I, once again, deliberately provide the kids um, and provided a guiding question, what is a happy life and how to live one? And I put um, deliberately, what do you think? Um, if you have the answer, please uh, put it in the chat for me. Um, Okay, now we're on the front page of the course. Um, as you can see, we can, uh, first of all, uh, once again, this is not some sort of uh, particularly beautifully designed thing, but I'm sort of more going for functionality than design in many, in many cases. Um, so excuse the scribbles. Um, we can insert pictures, labels. Um, um, this is, by the way, uh, um, uh, topics uh, view of the course. There are several views. There's, you can be a weekly view or social format or topics format in which you have sort of um, I've divided the course into several sections. 
um, and put several resources underneath as their feet. Um, as you can hear here, I've pointed out there's um, all kinds of resources here. There's forums, there's web links, there's a web page here, there's a wiki we're working on, there's a file, there's a few others down, down on the side. The first thing we're going to look at is uh, one of the, uh, this uh, little block here called Lattice News, News and Notices. And this is an enormously useful thing that has saved, saved me literally um, hours of uh, annoying sort of wait time. Uh, so for example, I have a year nine uh, group. Um, I have a really, really rowdy year nine group, group and I've trained them to just read the latest notices first. It saves me 10 minutes of nagging, please don't stick, please wait, don't not chewing gum. Now I just say, read the notices and I simply proceed over the shoulder of teaching, which has just helped enormously in my um, classroom management. So, so news, and, uh, news and notices, the news forum, which is a standard feature, uh, and it comes with every course automatically actually, is, that, is a great place for instructions, for catching up on notices, uh, for issuing things over the weekend even, or keeping this class or things like that. So in this example, I'm not sure if you can actually see it, but I've put in um, a, few, a few provocative questions on the issue, on the question of who, what, or what, or rather, who is a person, and I've sort of teased the kids a little bit with the questions. And I've asked them to put in a blog entry uh, during the class. And, uh, and, I'll, and please note this on the bottom that I've asked them to tag the entry as a person. Now, I'll show you in a minute why I've asked them to tag the entry as a person. So the kids went and did their blog entries. I got a little um, blog menu on the side of the course, so it's a matter of clicking and naming the uh, particular blog entry. Um, and um, yeah, the kids put in their thoughts, sort of asked the questions. There's some extended, some haven't. Um, but um, before I refer to tags, see here, over here, if you can see it, by tagging the blog post as person, I can literally just click on um, on one. If I click on that, for example, in the main course, I will see all the entries with the tag person. It just says an enormous amount of clicking and, and then going back and forth from participant to participant. Um, yeah, and I can see after the minute what kids are up to. Okay, we're back to sort of the, the, the second bottom part of my my course, in which I've got some different um, uh, blog entries that the kids have tagged. So, for example, we've got the argument, the cyberbullying, um, the kids' names. Um, I'm going to go into great depth of that, um, and uh, a calendar, which is a great way to keep track of dates and things and assignments, things that have come. Uh, perhaps I'll show you the detail of it. Um, so, for example, I've got here Socrates, that's when we started working on Socrates. Um, what is the person discussion is here. Um, uh, for example, the, the, this is the task due. Um, and, uh, this is the upload, where the kids can actually upload the assignment. And it's all clickable. It's all within a click away, really. Uh, monthly views can go weekly or other, other time periods, so that's, uh, that's pretty flexible like the rest of the move. Um, before we go any further, actually, I just um, something that I've been mentioned earlier on. Um, These slides actually just show the standard features of Moodle. Um, we're not going into any sort of customized plugins or blocks and things like that. 
because I think moon in itself, just the, what you get out of the box, um, is there's an enormous variety of possibilities um, for teachers and students alike. Okay, now um, on the side, excuse me, just give me a look. Okay, um, there was an interesting. <coughs> I'm glad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Kim asked a question about the embedding the video. Uh, uh, it's one of the most uh, common tasks and actually really, really beneficial tasks for the um, uh, for particularly some of the visual, the more visual kits um, that we have. Yes, we certainly can embed or insert videos in Moodle fairly, fairly straightforward, really. Um, and thanks to Miguel, actually, uh, Miguel, if you're watching this, thank you to uh, pointing out the embedder. Um, and so now we have a wonderful collection of uh, little videos on Socrates um, stored in a Moodle. There's about ten of them, and um, kids can flick through them at their leisure. Um, so yeah, audiovisual material is fantastic, uh, and uh, the inbuilt plugins allow uh, virtually all standard sort of types of um, files to play automatically in Moodle. Um, what I'm pointing out here is, um, is a bit of a pet project of mine of lately, which I've actually blogged about as well. Um, is and I, I started getting sick of copy-paste jobs that the kids were giving me in other classes as well. Um, and that is a glossary. It's one of the most useful blocks, and you can customize it. It's either, either yourself doing the whole work or much, much better, you get the kids to actually construct it. So the kids are actually constructing glossary entries as we go through the course and changing them and improving them. So for example, uh, I'm not sure if I got them, just have a look. No, I don't have the detail of it, but um, the kids can actually, what they can do is they can actually comment, not just add the glossary entries, but actually comment uh, on each other's glossary entries. They can rate them as well. And um, I've already uh, started seeing the the the, 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 um, uh, the beginnings of, of sort of this, this great collaborative approach to actually improving improving learning that is often so much talked about but kind of lacks when it comes to grades and things like that. But these guys are actually starting to take it up. Um, okay, another great collaborative tool, which is that's a treasure trove of, of possibilities and activities, is the forum. Really, really easy to set up. Uh, really easy to set up. Um, and uh, as the forums go, I just provide some sort of um, instructions, or rules, or purpose, or behaviour, especially for some of the younger kids. Um, I often just uh, say, keep swearing and spam to yourself and put a smiley face and they'll get it. Um, if they don't, there's always ways of cancelling them out or moderating them out. And so that's that. that it's not a not a problem really. Um, when what we're seeing here is just a standard forum. There are um, other about four major types of forum. Uh, this is a standard one when any anyone can start a discussion thread. And there's one started really listed a couple of days ago on censorship or or uh, we had a provocative article on Facebook, is it killing our brains and that sort of thing because I wanted kids to actually argue with reason and back there back their assertions that was questioned on, on ethical story of Goldilocks and whether she stole the porridge and whether it was right to steal the porridge and that sort of thing that really which sometimes all you need to do is actually throw the bone to the kids and kids pick it up themselves. And I show you an example of what a what a gold mine um, 
Yes, and uh, this was a, I think it was a, a conversation on um, working with friends and uh, working with people you like. And we've got about 30 posts on it, you know, within, within you know, 10 minutes and the kids started arguing with each other. Um, and you can see by um, the way it's structured, because this is actually called a nested, nested view, one of the four possible views that you can view a forum in. Um, you can quickly see that um, uh, Sam responded to Jamie, Ashlyn responded to Sam, and Jamie responded to Ashlyn. Now Jamie also responded to an earlier question by Ashlyn. And if you read a fine sort of fine print, there's things like, I agree, people you don't know are more likely to judge you, and then Jamie asks, well, explain. And that's, that is just gold. That is, when teacher steps back and lets the kids do the questioning and, and thinking and arguing, that sort of thing, and um, trying to validate what they, what they've, um, uh, um, um, what they've learned or back themselves up. It, it, it is far more powerful than me standing and banging on about the importance of referencing. I mean, you know, you unconsciously tap into this peer pressure where kids actually want to do, do okay and not look stupid in front of their peers. Okay. Um, okay, speaking of assessment, um, uh, this is probably one of the most uh, commonly used um, uh, assessment items and assignment. There's, there's a variety. You can kind of offline and have upload multiple files. Um, but even a simple one, for example, I want the kids to uh, send me the. Um, uh, uh, they had to send me the file by Friday, 27th of March. We actually changed the deadline since for different reasons, but the date stayed. And if you simply explain, look, upload task one as if you are attaching a document to an email. And I said that's enough explanation for 99% of the students. And the 1%, they'll work it out or you help them along. Okay? And it's as simple as kids picking up, um, clicking on the browse and literally just like attaching an email and send it to, send it to you. Now what you get is um, a black kids, uh, black kids names out. Um, he just delayed the teacher and not entered data yet. Um, I have marked them, by the way. Uh, but what I've actually first done, I've provided an audio feedback to individual students. Because quite often, see, you, you grade a paper and you make those couple of remarks and you know, a couple of ticks and smiley faces and say, good, good. But what you really lack, especially in the larger classes when you have sort of 25, 30 kids and you don't actually have time to spend and talk to a kid individually for a number of reasons, time or embarrassment or peer pressure or whatever, um, I actually use the opportunity with the assignment to just talk to them through, through, through the paper, talk to them for maybe a minute or two about, about their work and how they've been going and all that. And the kids are responding to that fantastically well. They, 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 they almost care more about the audio feedback than the actual, the, the sort of the grade that they get. Not that they don't care about it, but and it's, it's, it's a lovely way of actually really uh, connecting with the kids. Um, now, some of these kids have submitted uh, things to me in paper, which is fine, uh, or by other means, but this one kid chose to submit me online, so a file simply appears. I open it, grade it, put comments in it, either type them in or insert all your feedback and that's it and away we go. Um, I've later, all of this is collated in the grade book which I don't have a slide on here but I can imagine 
all of these actually collated from the whole course for each individual item, which becomes very, very handy at the end of the year and rather than in reporting time. Okay. Um, at any time, um, uh, we can um, we can see what the kids are actually up to. Um, and I know some people sort of consider a little a bit of a walled garden, but I think this is a really powerful feature. Um, and for many, many reasons. Now, when I say, when I talk to kids, I just say, to them, look, um, I'm God in little, I can see everything you do. Now, just like a good God, I'm not going to abuse it, okay? Um, but uh, if you start to abuse it, it can easily be spotted. So I'm really, um, there's been one case of cyberbullying, and we spotted it and deleted it and dealt with it within 30 minutes, it was all gone, then the kids got the message. Um, Anyway, coming back to this is how you can see, for example, the um, participants in the course. These are all the kids. We've been mucking around with the pictures lately, so excuse the excuse the blank faces. Um, but Mary uh, missed our class. Um, I know she didn't come on Thursday and Friday, and uh, there she is. She was there, and I was scrapping this off last night at 10 p.m. Um, and I say, so she checks things from home. Time is now 6 p.m. Uh, now, for those who don't believe it, I'll show you. And this was uh, yesterday. Uh, here's Mary. Uh, here's her IP address, so I can actually tell where she's from. I mean, this is not school IP, so it's definitely from home. And you can tell me she accessed it at 81, 82, 845, and the last access was 906. And she looked at the blog uh, and the course view, and I can tell exactly what resources she actually looked at. We can have more detailed statistics if you like, um, which, uh, as I said, can can be useful. But um, I want you to burn yourself straight away with it. Um, okay. Now I'm just gonna. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go away from my course a little bit and show off uh, some of my colleagues' stuff. So I don't think I'm the only guy that does little at our school. Um, this is from my um, good friend of mine, Kim. He's passionate about his ancient history and Rome and all that, so uh, he's going to find a whole heap of videos and documents and, and things for the kids, and the kids absolutely lapped it up. He's the guy that he had, he put a course on during the holidays, and he had one of the kids actually submit an assignment to him two days before the term started, because he saw it online, he just did it. So, uh, yeah, um, can you imagine his surprise and his delight and, um, you know, when, when, when that occurred. Um, just like in my course, there's um, lots of resources. There's documents. You can put documents in folders, for example. So when you click, click, click that folder, it expands. There's a whole bunch of files. Um, there's a forum. He loves his Latin, so he called it Forum Cerner. Um <coughs> There's a bit of Latin swearing in there, but it's too little for you to see anyway. Um, he's got uh, videos, the web page. And his course looks slightly differently. He ran a pretty tight ship, so he actually broke it down in two weeks. Um, and if you recall, that my previous course was done, um, my philosophy course is in, is in topics. And they're the kind of two main views that um, most teachers would use. Not that I'm discouraging them from using other, other, other courses or courses as well. Um, there are some uh, very funky uh, setups for, uh, especially coming up in the middle of uh, uh, you can install and um, things can expand and all that. But as I said, the design is actually not, I'm not that crash from the design. 
Um, okay, so let's have a look at um, Kim. Ah, Kim is a master of quizzes. Uh, it comes back to one of those questions again at the start. Um, King's famous first to 100 quiz. He's the guy who invented first to 100 quiz because what he did, he just asked kids about 20 questions or 10 or 20 questions and said first, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, he just said, well, I want you to get to 100% as, as fast as possible. Um, the answers and questions were um, jumbled at each attempt. They got the kids got instant feedback as soon as they submitted. And just to show you what actually happened is that the kids really took it to heart. And I'm not sure if you can see, but if you can zoom, if you can zoom in this here, but this guy, this Chad, uh, he first had a go and it was 9 minutes and 20 seconds, he did the whole thing, he got 10 out of 10. But then the little bugger tried in 5 minutes again just to improve his time, so it didn't 3 minutes and 50 seconds. Now, Chad's pretty smart, but what about Ryan? Brian got his, you know, 10 out of 5, because you can tell the time, because Brian was falling around before. Okay, so he got 3.6 in 10 minutes and 36 seconds, but then Brian thought, well, hang on, I can do better than that. So he spent a bit of time, and about 6 minutes later, he tried it again, got 10 out of 10, took him 5 minutes 37 seconds, and he got um, an instant reply from uh, half Latin in, with Mr. Barrington, which, which is what uh, uh, Kim uh, previously had put in as a, as, a, as a feedback when a certain, when a certain, um, when a certain rate is reached. Okay. Um, Chris, okay. Now, oh, another favorite of mine, this is uh, the column of mine. Uh, she teaches English. She had this uh, really low literacy in you know, class, and uh, she was a bit of a team to what to do with them. So it was actually a bit of a collaborative project herself and myself were working on this. And we got these kids to, um, they all watch Big Brother. Um, what a waste of time, but you know, if he tells literacy, it's so there. Um, so what we did, we actually got the kids to record their audition for Big Brother using their mobile phones. Um, they love that in itself. Um, uh, posted it out. Uh, kids got to vote by choice activity, uh, which is pretty much just like a little poll. Very easy to set up, actually. Um, and in the end, uh, they got the results displayed. Uh, who won it? Who got in the house? Even had a class party after that. And they reflected very importantly as uh, through a quiz, as a bit of structured essay question. And they really sort of kids started to own their writing because it was something that. It was something that the kids did themselves and they, they owned it. It wasn't some sort of textbook thing that they had to learn. Um, and it was, a, it was a huge success. Uh -huh, this, is, uh, this is how the chores actually looked up. Uh, looked in, and kids literally just you know, pick one of these and, and, um, and away they go. Okay. Yeah. As I said, try and record a value by reflect only one and all using their work. And this is really strength and note of these. The kids own so much in it. Um, now, it doesn't have to be. You can you can be a complete content Nazi sometimes and just uh, um, uh, 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 um, just sort of just provide content and continue a very very um, didactic approach. But you can also, of course, go completely the other side. Now, Moodle can actually support both. Okay. Um, Another absolutely awesome tool is our wikis. I love wikis, um, and a lot of my colleagues use them more and more, actually. Um, 
this is my current year 10 class. Um, and this is actually what we've got here on now. And I literally worked on this yesterday for a couple of days ago. Um, once again, this lot were, I was getting sick and tired of copy paste jobs that I would get. So I actually got into asking 36 questions. Six questions beginning with what, six questions where, six with who, six with how, six why, and six what if. And I thought to your choice that connects people around the world. So I put the instructions here in the wiki at the start. And if you scroll below, I'll do a bit of a screen, screen cut out here for you. Um, uh, the kids actually then pick their own topic now. Some they pick McDonald's and YouTube, Family Guy, and you know some bands and Google and uh, MySpace, terrorism. I will look at it. I will look at it. This kid for the terrorism in a second. But it's really, um, but it's really their work. Um, and uh, you know the nagging has gone down, you know, two hundred percent because I'm not getting them to do something that. Um, that I decided to do because they decided to do it. Given the parameters and they'll do it. And wikis are fantastic because all of a sudden with wikis and if you use the right terminology, it's, it's their space. Um, and each of these is actually genuinely is a their space. Um, I'm not sure if you can uh, zoom it in. But um, the ones that are hyperlink, that means that uh, the kids have already started their work, they've put some editing in there. The ones that have a little question mark at the end, the kids are just probably still drafting their bits on paper, doing a bit of research and things like that. Okay, let's look at the one, uh, the student who's done, um, who's working on terrorism. I think I'll pick that one out. Okay. Um, yeah, this student has started out with questions and sort of added a relevant video, so he's got a few questions, actually I've cut out a few, there was actually a couple of really good what if questions down sort of the high order thinking, things about what, what is terrorism, what's the main form of terrorism, what do the terrorists get out of it and that sort of thing, I mean, it's not the question that the teachers would ask and it's certainly different when the teachers ask their question than the kids ask themselves their question. Now interestingly, um, this kid actually went out and found a really good video on what is on what is terrorism on YouTube. Now YouTube is branded out of school, so he must have done it from home. Okay, so this is sort of proof that uh, yeah, Moodle absolutely works up around. Um, I don't know how many vehicles to show it to you how busy it gets, especially in the assignments of doing kids uploading stuff. Um, now, if the, one of the real um, benefits of wikis, apart from being such a malleable and such an editable tool, is the history. You simply click on this history button and it will show you exactly what edits have been made, who made them, and what were the previous version, uh, versions. This, and this is a fantastic tool. If you've got, for example, kids working in groups over an extended period of time, you know the freeloader that always gets away with, you know, just, uh, oh yeah, um, I've done a bit of work here in a group and I'm just going to cop the rest of the grade like the rest of the group. Well, not so with wikis. You actually can very easily show by clicking on this, this person, on this kid, on this student, to and pull up all the edits that he's contributed. And, um, you know, whether it's through a rubrics or something like that, you assess them or, or verbally or whatever you evaluate his effort. Um, there's really there, 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 there's no lying in it. Okay, but this is definitely another fantastic tool that we uh, use quite a lot more and more actually. Um, you know, this this is not my invention. The Swiss Army Knife from Moodle. It's um, but it, it's so old. This database. 
it's a bit technical to set up. And I freaked out the first time when I was faced with you know 50 choices to make and all that. But it's actually once you get get the hang of it, uh, it's fantastic. It actually reminds me of a quote about Myrtle that I put in staff sandpit in and I put a big picture of um, a sandpit. I said Myrtle's like a Myrtle's like a submarine, um, lots of valves and switches. But once you get the hang of it, you can go anywhere you like. And that quote's my mind I borrowed from, I think it was uh, a fellow called Dennis or someone, someone out there. So thank you very much, Dennis. Um, <coughs> for this one, I used an easy preset photo gallery. And this was actually one of my relief lessons when I was relieving the teacher. I quickly set it up. I asked for the kids to post the funniest photo they could, they could Photoshop. And the kids were starting out, be coming up with fantastic things, really creative, and um, that was a really good relief lesson. Uh, had no other materials. Um, I actually, oh, I should have put in uh, the zoo, um, the recent um, uh, uh, trip to the zoo, where the kids got their pictures and videos and posted them up, and uh, it was really that commented on each other. Oh, look at that monkey! No, that's you, and that sort of thing. You know, it gets a bit silly, but. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, database. Uh, I actually used as a as a integrator, sort of my part-time role as well. I used database a lot with staff. Um, I simply sent the database out. So it looks like a survey. Um, the staff is just a click a click a box job to what they can do. Now the idea is not just to serve it, but to actually be able to search. If you're stuck and you don't know how to use, for example. Um, how to navigate around Moodle in the database? You can actually search and see which person, person obviously next to you, can navigate, can does know how to navigate in Moodle, so that people can actually ask them rather than kind of referring to me. Oh, Thomas, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do that? Well, chances are there's a person next to them that knows how to do it, but just didn't have the information before. So that's been pretty quite successful actually, and when people begin to sort of hunt for a bit more. Okay, another one for staff uh, using the Starfish database is a, a literacy database where we encourage uh, teachers to contribute their literacy strategies rather than coming from the experts, coming from the teachers themselves. Um, and what we have is in a list view, which is sort of your summary view, a quick summary for busy teachers. So, for example, I'm teaching a, a class in year, year nine, I want to work on you know, KWL strategy or something like that. Aha, uh -huh, there's one. Uh -huh, this is a near cell strategy as a spreadsheet. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. If you want more details on it, I just click on the icon here on the little um, magnifying magnifying glass and go to a single view um, and actually expand and uh, it would look something like this. Um, and another colleague would explain how to use it, when to use it, who to use it with, um, what you need to consider. And this is really so valuable, especially in the context of each school, because there are certain kids that just say, no, you wouldn't use a big deal and so and so, you know, because don't burn yourself, I'll burn myself. Okay. There's also a section of resources they can use, people can use, so for example, something downloadable, some sort of worksheet or chart or something like that. People can use their attach case. Um, now, Moodle is not all work. Uh, we've started bringing in web to our big time with the fact you can embed a whole heap of stuff. Things like videos and maps and mind maps and things like that. And uh, I deliberately embedded a little frapper map and kids were adding themselves 
uh, speaking of characters, and of course Borat had to pop up and uh, Beckham Mahal in Kazakhstan. Um, that was very haha funny, but it was interesting was actually how he brought teachers and kids together and started laughing at each other, and at the same time sort of learning little by stealth really. Um, we also insert a lot of uh, school model package learning objects. Uh, that we find there's lots of them around the place. Um, in Australia, we've got a fantastic um, uh, uh, organisation called the Learning Federation that packages these things. And uh, um, you can leave uh, the kids uh, in the class on the, in the last period, on the hot period of the day, which they otherwise are an absolute pain. You can leave them one of these, and you'll be sure you'll get a good lesson out of it and actually kids enjoying themselves because they actually compete, really compete with each other. Um, yeah, um, and one thing um, I'm really proud that um, that we actually stuck to is we've got a lot of um, disadvantaged kids and a lot of actually deaf kids. We've got a big deaf unit at our school. Um, so what I actually made as an admin, I made a little sticky block where um, maybe you haven't noticed, but uh, all the previous things uh, I'll make real back and I'll show you. Um, anyway. Um, every course at the top has actually got a little sticky block translated to Auslan to um, Australian um, sign language. And for deaf kids, whoever, whoever they are, if they're on the word, they click, they simply click on maybe a web link, they click on it, a sign bank appears, a person, there's a little recorded video, uh, the finger spell it or their sign language, and it's, it's helping enormously with some of the um, Lower achieving deaf kids, and it's helped. It's made, it's made a real difference to quite a few kids. Okay, so um, yeah, Moodle, I say, make it work for you. There's a few funky screenshots of the stuff that I use. Um, I could talk to you more about it, um, but um, and as I sort of flick through, I thought of a few things that are strength of mind. For example, star sandpit. It's a bit funny, so but maybe next time we get another session. Um, at the end, I'd just like to sort of share with you what I, what I believe in, and it's what makes Moodle go people, not the technology. It's the people, the school community, and, and just by virtue of having Moodle in your class, your courses or subjects, they, they want to automatically become more desirable or, or, or some sort of better performed by students just because you have this thing online. Um, Moodle really goes hand in hand with good teaching, so we never must we must never forget that. Now, th th there have been many changes in my teaching thanks to thanks to having Moodle and and, and, and just like in my colleagues and, and the whole school really, um, and Moodle has really become a, 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 a backbone of the entire ICT strategy in the school and, and, and beyond as well. Um, and yes, there are thousands of ways to do wikis and forums and blogs in this web two old days and all that, you know, some better, some worse and all that. But I just think having it all in one secure, really secure, yet really hugely flexible spot and being sort of able to control as little or as much as you want has just been an absolutely wonderful and, and really quite a transformative thing, um, I think, at our school. Um, now, all, all of this does require work and lots of it, okay, but uh, as, you know, as, as they say, if you fall in love with destination, you will save for the fair. Um, okay, I, I won't prattle on any more, I've uh, probably used up all my time. Thanks again for the opportunity to um, share these things with you.
Thank you so much, Thomas. Um, a few questions flew by, so uh, I know we're running out of time. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show, but if uh, Thomas, if you could stay a little bit longer, is that okay? Sure. I know it's Absolutely. 2 a.m. now almost. Okay, no, no, great. Thank you. We, we appreciate you staying up so late. I know that it's, you know, a big task, and we appreciate it. Um, so if you do need to go ahead and leave, we understand. Um, we're going to go ahead Not and sure continue rolling. But, okay. Um, before we get to questions, and we'll get to give you an opportunity, everybody, to um, ask, ask a question if you'd like to stay. If you need to leave, um, our show's an hour, so it's almost that time. If you need to leave, we understand. But if you're, you can stay, we're going to continue uh, recording and asking questions. Uh, next week is April 4th, and we're going to be talking about what is a screencast and the tools that you can use to screencast um, to create those screencasts to use in your classroom. And we're going to have our very own Lorna Constantini presenting about screencasting next week. So you want to be uh, stay tuned and join us next week for a great, great session. Um, there's also a survey that we would like you to fill out and give feedback to Illuminate. And if you click on that link, that will take you directly to the survey. And we appreciate your comments and feedback. And you can also leave feedback specific to the show at our live classroom site. And I'll put that in here. And the Future of Education is another new community that Steve Harkadon has set up. And next week there are going to be some sessions that are affiliated with Future of Education. On Tuesday, March 31st, Erin Riley will be interviewed and talking about helping young people in the new participatory culture. And that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern um, and 5 p.m. Pacific on March 31st. There was also a session last week um, as part of Future of Education about college ready, um, at the College Ready New England Annual Conference. And Steve Hargadon hosted a panel that talked about exploring ways of using Web 2.0 technologies to reach out to the lower economic minority group and the underserved youth. There's a wiki that's available, and that link is in our share tab link. And we'll be giving you the share tabs link in just a moment. So you can view that recording and, and um, interact with the uh, that wiki and get some feedback and comment in on that session. And uh, the next, I wanted to thank Thomas, and he's going to stay on for a little bit longer for participating today from Australia. And Steve Hargadon, who's our founder of Classroom2.0.com and the future of education.com. And thank you to everybody who participated. And most of all, thank you to Illuminate for creating this forum for us to share and gather each week to learn and uh, get together and interact with one another. And one more thing before we go on to questions is, uh, Peggy, I'll pass this to you if you wanted to briefly mention about the guidelines for participation uh, from the conversation with Miguel Gluen from San Antonio ISD a while back. And it's great to see you, Miguel. 
Thanks, Kim. I meant to mention this earlier right uh, at the beginning because one of the follow-up things that Miguel did after his session with us was to create this Google Doc that I'm very excited about and I think you will be too now that you've seen all of the really interesting, informative ways that Miguel has been using uh, and Tom Thomas have been using um, Moodle. And Miguel created this uh, project, which is a Google Doc, where he's inviting all of us to go on and share our uses of Moodle in teaching, learning, and leading. And it can be both for adults and for students. So we included the link to this um, Google Doc in our SlideShare tabs. And we would love it if you would go there and add your resources so that can be a growing resource for all of us. So thanks, Miguel, for creating that for us. And I'll turn it back to you, Kim. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and if you wanted to ask a question, go ahead and click on uh, the hand with the green arrow. And one of the questions that went by is, uh, what's the difference between a forum and a glossary, Thomas? Uh, forum. First of all, forum is a far more versatile thing where people, uh, uh, multiple people can participate at the same time. So in, in a forum, you can literally you literally have 25 conversations going at the same time. Uh, glossary is uh, far more limited than that. Um, I, I usually explain it uh, to kids with uh, the forum. Imagine a room with uh, tables around the room, and at each table there's a particular conversation going on, and kids can literally walk through table, you know, from table to table and participate in conversations, and there's a record of what's being said. Uh, glossary is more of a one-sheet thing that um, that, um, that, that, that that sort of people just drop in and add add on as they go. Yeah, I suppose glossary wiki a bit more uh, a bit more uh, similar to each other. Great, thank you very much. Awesome. That was a question that um, you know, several people commented about. And somebody else asked about uploading files. Was that done through the assignment activity, or is there another way to do that? Um, there's actually quite a few ways to quite quite a few ways to upload files because you can actually attach files even in forums. Um, um, that when I was sort of started up moving, and the only thing I knew was how to upload a file as a resource and how to operate a forum. So I just got kids to sort of shuffle files through back and forth through the forum before I discovered the assignment. Um, they can also upload uh, files through their blogs and through their wikis. Um, and I think it's even the web page. So th there are many ways of actually doing and transferring files. Now, what's really exciting is the Moodle 2.0, which has been released hopefully in, in about May, has actually got a portfolio application, which um, which is uh, sort of being sorely missed, and people have replaced it with things like uh, Mahara and, and, and a few others very well. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be a real step forward to um, storing files and sharing files as well. Okay. And what's the difference between an activity and a block? Activity. Activity is a, 
um, blocks can display activities. Activities are sort of things that hmm, um, uh, activities can be graded. Right? Um, usually have a grade attached okay. to them. Uh, they can be displayed as blocks. And blocks usually refer to th refer to things the way they're displayed on the side of the course. Um, and activities are kind of your most most of the communication strategy, communication activities. Uh, uh, um, yeah, most of the things like forums and wikis and and and, and chats and that sort of thing are, are stated as activities. That, um, Whereas blocks can be actually um, for a, a, a bit more static, I suppose, uh, blocks rather than activities. Yeah. Okay. And somebody asked, are you using the default wiki when you were showing your slides? Yeah, yeah, just the default wiki, yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of other features in the wiki, you know, the, the linking and, and, and and what's, what I found probably the most useful thing about wikis, the, the little sort of strategy, the extra strategy, is actually breaking up the main uh, uh, um, page or wiki into separate pages so each kid can have their own. Because if I, what I soon find out, that only one person, of course, can edit a wiki at a time. Now, <laughs> I foolishly tried to edit a wiki between kids. You know, I said, well, go ahead and you speak on globalization, and 20 kids jump on, on one and say, oh, still, we can't get in. You know, we lost out because so and so is eating. So, okay, well, there's a strategy <laughs> around it. So, we just um, enclosed it with hard brackets, and they create a page for each separate kid or topic or whatever, and that really solves the problem. So, it's, it's been pretty good. Okay, that's interesting. Because I know we have that issue when we try and edit wikis at the same time um, for our show wiki. Um, another question mm. was, how do you get the layout to work, and is there a trick? Um, layouts. Uh, what, what do you mean, the layouts? Um, the lay the Moodle layouts and the themes. On oh, the themes. I'll tell you the truth, actually. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a dummy when it comes to theming and design, as you can probably tell. I'm, 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 more, I'm more of a content guy. <laughs> you need to talk to uh, a person. I'll tell you what, the person you talk to is Julian Ridden. He is uh, okay. he's a theme extraordinaire, and uh, I think you, you can have the whole show on design. He, he's fantastic. Yeah. And he's a normal man, right? He's a murder man, that's it. Yes, okay. All right, I think mm. that question was more um, the layouts for databases. But, um, uh -huh. Ah, okay, layouts for databases. Um, there, there are things you can um, do just with, it helps with, with databases. It, it helps if you know a little bit of HTML, it helps, but you don't have to. Right? Uh, Okay. But what I found with databases, they're, they're a little bit tricky. Uh, the, the crucial thing with databases is really the pre-planning stage. We have to kind of really uh, um, have a clear idea of what you try, what fields you're trying to have, what you're trying to achieve, what will the person see, what will be the list view, what will be the single view, and that sort of thing. So you almost have to 
stuff it up once in order to, <laughs> to do it right the second time, if you like. And once you do that, uh, just do like a dummy database, um, um, it will take you time, but it's a skill that you cannot pick up. And as I said in the presentation, database is a fantastic um, uh, tool to be working with because it's so incredibly versatile. The stuff you can put in and the fact that the kids can actually put in themselves saves you a whole heap of time of uploading stuff in a way. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a useful skill. But in terms of skills, a uh, bit of HTML helps, but not needed. What's more important is you actually have an idea what you're trying to do with it. Okay. Excellent. My knowledge of HTML is limited. Um, so same as mine. I, mean, I know the basics, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not your code type of guy. <laughs> I mean, it freaks me <laughs> out when I see it. <laughs> Yeah, my interpretation of HTML is very limited. Another question was about form, uh, creating form quizzes. Right. Um, I actually haven't done form quizzes yet, but what I found um, possibly the easy, easier way than um, doing a Moodle is actually you can import it in from different formats. Like hot potato is dead easy um, way okay. of creating quizzes. Hot I would really recommend okay. hot potatoes, yeah. yeah. All right, because I, I saw somebody, I think Mary mentioned that in the chat about hot potatoes. Um, and somebody asked what the name of the portfolio feature is that's going to be released this summer or in May. It, it's actually called Portfolio. Okay. All right. That was an easy yeah. question. Yeah. Um, and somebody mentioned, um, when you each evening you look for inappropriate content, about how much time does that take you, like per student or for the number of students that you deal with? For what appropriate content? For inappropriate content or inappropriate postings or or ah okay uh huh I actually have uh, to tell you what to tell you the truth I um I don't look much for it. Um, because I had my my army of spies out there, um, and that is kids actually <laughs> look out them themselves, and it's you should be surprised how this is down with each other. <laughs> and it, 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 because they know that they, they, they aren't aware of tracking cap capabilities and Moodle, so you know I, I just show them straight. First thing I show them is look, I can see every keystroke you make. So whatever you're trying to pull, it's not going to work because I've got to get black and white. Um, and the fact that uh, you said, oh, it wasn't moving type, that means, well, someone else got hold of your account and you gave it to them. Um, if that's the case, well, we'll investigate and change your password, that'd be it. But um, apart from that, really, the kids, kids know. Kids know, and, and, and it's amazing, they just sort of police each other. And, and we, are, we are not some sort of, we're a pretty tough school, let me tell you, yeah. Okay, thank you. And somebody asked if there's a plagiarism tool within um, the Moodle setup. Um, I think there's a plugin. Oh, I recently came out, and there's something I've a bookmark the other day. Um, oh, on top of my head, I've, I've got in my delicious. Uh, okay, yeah, I know there are websites that you can use. The, um, 
There's two in. I see Mary chatting on, t- on turn it in. But there's one. There's another mm-hmm. one. There's actually uh, like an open source thing that you don't have to uh, you know to pay as well. Uh, just just if someone could uh, look it up, it'd be great. Um, I've, I've got him on the list. I can't get to the date, you know. Um, but I, I, I can po- I can look it up and I can post it um, if you like afterwards. Uh, and I think they they've actually created like a plugin for Moodle as well, so you can actually have it. Um, and if they haven't created a plugin, chances are someone's already working on it now, because there's about 500 of them from Moodle as we speak. Okay, that's something we can look into. And if anybody else has a question that they would like to ask, please uh, click on the the hand to raise your hand and or put your question in the chat and we'll be sure to try and answer those as much as we can. I know Tomas might is probably tired, it's two ten in the morning his time. Yeah, there's um, a question in the chat room that's mine too, Kim, about the grade book. I think it's pretty extensive. I don't know whether Thomas wants to address it now. I'm kind of he- keen to hear about it, so there's some pressure. No, that's do, fine. You use, fine. do you use the grade but, book function what, what, in Moodle? Do you use the grade um, book function in Moodle? Uh, not so much. I, I'm, I'm quite familiar with it, uh, and I think it's a fantastic tool. Really, it's another one of those like you know Swiss Army knives that you can do amazing things with. But um, I don't use it simply because we got um, a managed reporting system, you know, CIS, which you know statewide views and all that. So we actually don't. Um, I just don't want to, you know, double entry that all the marks and, and comments and things like that. So I actually. I use it for every now and then. Um, if, I, for example, that the kids are um, for kids who might be failing or considered, you know, close to failing, that sort of thing, I use a great book and sort of give them a bit of a feedback through there or calculate their scores to see what they need to pass and that sort of thing. But other than that, um, I don't actually use it. I use it simply because, not because I don't like it. But I just don't want to double up my work really because it's something they managed to we have to report on. If if it was up to me, guess what I'd be using there. So I guess my question, uh, Thomas, is that the assessment for the activities that you're actually uh, creating for them are pretty much just feedback to the students then? Would that be right or am I missing yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, that'd be yeah. I'll just use it for feedback, yeah. Not so much for the actual grading, yeah. So that's pretty easy to do because you, you either add audio or just pop it up, yeah. Okay, another question, Thomas, was um, how much time would you recommend teachers spend learning how to use Moodle before they're um, actually in a course, involved with a course with students? Um, I think it really depends to what you're trying to do. If you are, and of course it depends on the level of skill. Now, I'm not going to fence it here and I'll tell you, but in, in about, uh, you can learn how to log in, navigate to the course that someone else has created for you, and upload a document. Uh, let's say if you know, if you know how, how to attach a file to an email. If you've got that level of skill, it would take you about 15 minutes to do that. 
15 minutes to 20 minutes and you'll, and you'll be able to actually do it. And that's kind of usually the first step that people um, take in, um, in using Moodle as a bit of repository, if you like, of, of, of files and things that they have, you know, course outlines, worksheets, that sort of stuff, so they have to pass some things around. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've, of course some people take it a bit longer, but um, if you're reasonably, reasonably versed in, in, in sort of basic um, computer skills, I think 20 minutes to half an hour is, 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 is all you need, really. And then you take it from there. Yeah, it just takes time to get familiar. Um, the, I think the hardest part is the setup and the installation versus creating the yeah, courses uh, and maintaining. Yeah, that, and that's the part. I mean, that's the part if you, you know, if you, for, that teachers don't have to worry about. You know, I've been to sessions where you know, I said, uh, how to use Moodle, and they talked about, they talked about, you know, for two hours, they talked about how to install files on my server and all that. I was thinking, I'm sitting there saying, no, 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 I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear what's going to do for my year eights. Um, not files on the server. And, and that's kind of what people um, um, often uh, miss the point. Installation, yeah, can be a bit tricky. Um, and it is a bit tricky. And you do need a bit of technical and, and not just technical skills, skills, but a bit of assistance. Um, but um, but if you've got to run and set up for you, um, I think it's um, it's actually not that difficult. Um, I think it's uh, in many ways that you know operating Microsoft Word is more difficult than operating Moodle for most things. Really. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, somebody mentioned asked a question about package learning objects. Yeah, what happens with with those? We get loads of them from uh, from uh, a place called the Learning Federation, and we simply download the whole folder of it, and we simply unzip it. It's it's called um, and uh, add a resource menu. If you pull it down, if you if you're using it, you add an add an um, nest package or something like that, and you simply unzip and deploy the package, and then she moves the results, and then she unzips the file, extracts all the right files, um, and literally plug and play. And once again, I because I'm not that technically versed, I don't know exactly how it all works, but it does work. You know, if it breaks down, oh well, there's, there's always a workaround. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Peggy asked if you could talk a little bit about your five myths about using Moodle, or five myths about Moodle. From the blog post you wrote, the five myths that you wrote about. Aha, uh -huh, the five myths. Yeah. Um, well, I think the the first one is um, that you need to be incredibly proficient. Um, you need to be incredibly proficient in using computers. And I said before, you know, if you, if you know how to fetch an email, I think you're okay. You can use it uh, for for what uh, a, a large percentage of teachers out in the world use it for, just a bit of a storage thing. Um, then the second one was, um, well, I forgot, I forgot my writing there, um, that you need to be in, oh, that's right, that you need to be in computers all the time. Um, 
And I said, well, look, you it is an online learning management system, so you participate from a computer sometimes. But um, it's really just uh, quite often, actually, I, I used to just duck in and, you know, as, as a support. I mean, I mean, quite often I would have, um, quite often, for example, you can do many more things with um, with six computers and 20 computers in class because you have kids walking around and collaborating and working together or, and, and actually incredibly stops falling around as well because you've got three kids on a single computer that the other two won't allow one to stuff around and play games. So, yeah. The third one is I reckon is the, 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 the one that actually you should tonight as well is the, um, the fact that uh, people think just because they go online and it's the, you know, the kids' digital world, you know, this sort of nonsense of digital natives and all that, that somehow it's just going to make their, you know, it's, it's all going to be good. Um, but it's, um, it's, 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 I, I actually fell in that trap when I started using Moodle. And um, I'm putting stuff on enthusiastically, thinking, oh, these kids are just going to like, oh, engage and all that. And within a couple of months, they said, sir, can you go back to paper? Uh, and I just like, fell on my back, said, well, you know, what's the story? And then, I, you know, the, the pain dropped. And I said, it's really, it's not, it's not the technology. It's really has to kind of pitch it to, 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 to how the kids learn. Uh, um, and the last one, oh, I can't remember the fourth, but I remember the last, I said, um, um, oh, it's just something you need to learn. Uh, the, the people, uh, the annual will replace it next year anyway. You need to do, I think it's, it, these sort of things are uh, uh, where we are heading anyway. I think in the UK it's actually compulsory now for schools to have an LMS, um, learning management system of some kind. Um, so whatever you use, it's really it's, it's, it's kind of the mindset that you that you use, um, and which really helps you helps you um, helps helps you acquire. Um, you know, it's like why I'm learning to ride a bike. You know, if you learn to ride one, you learn to you know, ride all of them really you know, with minor modifications really. Yeah, yeah that's. Because I thought that, you know, and I was sharing with Peggy that ha that I thought this was a totally complex, difficult thing using Moodle. Um, I'm an avid reader of Miguel's blog, and, you know, I read all the things that he goes through, but he's doing a lot of the install part so that teachers in his district can use Moodle. And I thought, oh, man, this is really going to be a difficult thing to learn. And the more I've investigated, you know, your myths are actually are absolutely right on, you know, about my misperceptions of using Moodle in general. Mm. Well, it is, it is, um, it is, um, it, 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 people, uh, they freak out with, with lots of these features and all that, and that's why I kind of deliberately Whenever I talk about these sort of introductory um, 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 sessions about Moodle, I, I never talk about you know, the possibility there's you know 400 possible other 500 you know possible blocks, plugins, filters, and all that. I mean, God, <laughs> the thing that comes out of the box is enough to freak you out, you know, to have to work mm -hmm. out. But, mm -hmm. I think, but, but I think it's actually important to step out of that um, mentality that I have to be master of everything before I need to use it. And I often use the analogy with a car, and I said, I said to people, so look, 
do, do you know the, all the inner workings of the car before you actually start driving it? Or do you just kind of, you know, reach a certain sort of basic proficiency, then, then you see where you can do it. And it's exactly the same in murder, really. I mean, not just murder, but flying a bike or, you know, a lot of other things. Climbing trees. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know anything about the engine. I just know how to drive the car. Yeah. Um, Manuel, what is? Yes, absolutely. Um, what do you think about workshop activities? Yeah, I saw it popping up the chat. Uh, workshop, I've used it once and I've got lost in all the options. So I haven't really, um, I haven't really, I, I, I fooled around with it. Um, I fooled around with it, but I haven't. Um, I haven't really used it. No, it's something I need to actually crush up on. I'd like to be able to use it. Yeah. So sorry, we uh, uh, all made a lot of ask a question. Uh, if, if someone would teach me um, the workshop, I'd be more than grateful to your God. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, Jeff Allen said maybe one of our workshop module um, gurus, um, he says that it's pretty complex. Yeah, it is, because there's a, I think it's a bit like a database. You, know, you need to kind of screw up a couple before you actually get it right. And it, it is a matter of, uh, I love the word movement, the verb moodly, because it's so accurate and describable what needs to happen if you want to sort of, you know, break your teeth. Um, and, and, and I suppose at school I'm, I'm, the, I'm the chief moodler because I, I break teeth in these things and make it a little bit easier for others so they don't get, you know, as frustrated. But, um, but a use of workshop is definitely something to look at. I see, I see Mary's posting is checking away and on mm -hmm. how she's been using it. So Mary, I'm looking for a tutorial. <laughs> That's definitely something to investigate. Mm. Does anybody else have another question for Thomas that they want to ask? Um, using your microphone or put in the chat? Actually speaking of Mary, may I just put in a, a little plug-in for her? That, um, sure. Uh, look, out, look out for a really useful book that uh, a little birdie tells me that uh, it's called Noodle for 7 to 14 year olds and um, uh, look out for it's coming up soon and I think Mary would have a lot to say about that one. Why not Mary? Sorry I just bugged you in. <laughs> yeah, she she posted her link and she can post it again if she like and Miguel just posted it. Let me copy and paste. Yeah. Uh, how many hours of sleep do you get? Home? Uh, today a little but usually six hours, yeah. I'm okay. And that's, yeah, thank you, Barrett. We that's wonderful. I look forward to the day. So I'm just responding to a chat verbally. <laughs> <laughs> and how widespread is the use of Moodle in your school, Thomas? Um, I'd say about um, half of the teachers are using it actively. Um, about three quarters, and up to about three quarters, are using it sort of. 
and then, then, then another quarter is in just sort of passively just to access things rather than actually put things on and work with it. But out of the staff of about, uh, what have we got about? Uh, 50, 56 features, so then I'd say about 30 of them actually um, sort of you know, putting things on. And it, could, and it could be as simple stuff as you know, putting a few files on, about half of those put about you know, just a few files on, and, and they're so pleased with that. Um, and some of people, some people get a bit more adventurous and you know venture out, but um, but the users just gone through the roof and very quickly be because it is actually because it's um, uh, custom uh, custom design by us and for us, really not some sort of top down software that you kind of have to use. Um, how do you get your teachers to become motivated and to join your crew of Moodle teachers? I think the best thing is um, dropping hints. Um, just getting, you know, over the shoulder. Uh, and, you know, as I said, I think in one of my last posts, it teaches we're a very pragmatic lot. If we see something good, you know, we come. Oh, that looks all right. Oh, okay. Oh, how how do I do that? Um, and you know, then you can you know, then you can explain things. And of course, how you explain things, of course, depends on the person. How you know, if you bamboozle them straight away with the options and buttons, they'll just go whoa, which is what's right over my head. I'll just stick back to my paper things. But it's really, I think, it's really important to rather than. Um, um, Rather than talking about the software, I think it's really important to solve it. The, the way to approach it, the way to spread it, the way to encourage use is to solve real classroom problem there. And it, it, it's, you know, imagine me coming up to a teacher and saying, um, Oh, um, do you want me to show you the features of Moodle database? You know, wow. And he goes, What, what are you talking about? It's computer training. You know, Fuck her off. I'm not doing it. But if you come up to the same person and say, well, do you reckon you can do with a photo class gallery? Um, you know, the one that kids can comment and rate and all that? Oh, well, yeah, I could do that. Well, would you like me to you know, show you how to do it? Oh, yeah, I'll have a go. So it's a totally different approach. Um, and you use context sort of teacher problem, teacher speak. And teachers, teachers you know, they're, they're, we're a pretty smart lot. We're pretty swiss on lot. We can be also very stubborn. But um, you know, but, and that, that is by far the best way. And to spread it, really, you need in a school probably two or three, or sort of small number of, of, of sort of uh, of uh, people who are proficient with it and use it and spread it and all that. And hopefully, they're good communicators as well. Um, and then uh, the rest of it, 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 it really spreads. But what you also need is actually support from above. So it's not just a kind of tack on thing, but it actually becomes owned by the school. But the biggest, I reckon the biggest thing that you can do to introduce school uh, to be able to use more successful in the school is to get the kids on board. So when the kids start asking questions, well, why don't you have a middle course, sir? Now, that, that is a pretty, um, um, that is a pretty powerful way of, 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 of getting people to at least think about it. You know? yeah. and, and if you share, uh, I just 
see you know, Miguel talking and alluding to my, my, my last post in one sentence <laughs> what we did last time. Um, and it, it, it's really, it's, 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 it's incredible. That, as I said, that was the, one of the best eight minutes of my, 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 my um, time at that school. Because all we did is I asked, okay, just give us one, you know, one example for when we will help you. And people, totally uninvited, just came out of the woods and but the most powerful statement actually came from the person that everyone considers she's complete dummy. She's one of those people that you ask to put a mouse on the, on the top of the screen. She'll actually pick up a mouse and physically put it on top of the screen. But and she goes, Well I'm trying Moodle, I've come to Thomas' session and I'm going to put my first document next week. And the room just you know, everyone just said, so if a person like that, instead of me, says something like that, I mean, that is 10 times more powerful than me going on about it, you know, I'm the resident technology now. And, um, and, and in that way, you really, um, you sort of encourage by stealth rather than, rather than by design, really. And that, and that works really well. But as I said, people make new regard. Definitely. It's definitely the people and sharing what they've done to convince others, you know, it's worth giving it a try themselves. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think it's actually not even a matter of convincing, it's just knowing and showing and letting letting people decide because, you know, if, if it comes from them, if they own the decision, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah, human psychology, it's how we all work, isn't it? We all love it if it's our yeah. idea how to solve it. But the, 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 the fact someone has a thought about it, but you know, if you turn it into mine, oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Definitely. And like you said, modeling and just showing them, a, you know, the benefit of using Moodle versus mm. paper pencil. Mm. 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 This is fantastic. This is, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it might be late tonight, but I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having This has been fantastic. Well, we're so glad that you stayed up. We're very appreciative of your time and that you, you know, sacrificed no. your sleep to join <laughs> us today. It was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> um, I, said, I said to my, um, I was saying my sort of the statement at the start of the year, actually this year I, I, I intend to attend one, one Moodle Mood somewhere in the world. Um, I hope that this is kind of the intro to Moodle Mood. If, if this is what happens live, I want to go to all of it, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. All right. Are, Are there any other up? questions? Uh, I think so. Are there any other questions before we let Thomas go to sleep and Mary? Well, it looks like that's it, Thomas. Uh, again, we thank you so much. Um, hope we didn't keep the baby awake. Not and, um, sleep still. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah. And, and if it, then we'll go ahead and sign up. Yeah, if, if people want to follow and all that, uh, I think there's been links posted, but I'm, I'm LASIC on Twitter, L-A-S-I-C on Twitter as well, so it's probably the easiest way mm -hmm. to kind of keep in touch as well. Okay. Uh, okay. This is uh, Thomas's name on Twitter. 
you can follow him on Twitter. And his blog we've listed right there on the screen. And it's in our share tabs. And you can click on the share tabs um, link right now. And it will take you to our share tabs link with his blog posts, some of Miguel's things, uh, the Illuminate survey, and of course the live website. And the recording and the chat and the MP3 files will all be posted later at the live site um, that is listed in the share tab site, the share tabs links. And all of that will be posted later uh, this weekend. So we want to thank you again for coming and join us next week when we have screencasting with our own resident experts of the live classroom20.com staff uh, or co-host, not necessarily staff. But anyway, we hope that you'll join us next week at the same time. And again, thanks, Thomas, and have a great uh, evening, morning, afternoon, whichever uh, your time zone is. So thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome all. I'll go and get some sleep now. Okay. Good night again. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, kid. We'll thank us. Bye-bye.